But joining us to talk about that right now is Edmonton City Councilor Tim Carmel, who joins us. He's also the chair of the Utility Committee. Hello, Tim. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Bryn. Nice to chat with you. Well, is it really? Because you just you're getting it from all sides on this stuff. What what are you hearing? What's the latest? Well, we're not hearing any much much more than has been publicly put out by EPCOR. Um, you know, they've had a pump that's not working right now. It sounds like the root of that is electrical and not mechanical. So it's something to do with, with the electricity that drives that pump. And uh, they're working to fix it. And it, from what I understand, it'll be fixed relatively soon. But then we've got to refill all the reservoirs around the region uh, before we get back to normal operations. So... <laughs> Well, you're the yeah. chair of the utility committee. Do you feel like you're being given the straight goods as fast as humanly possible? Because people seem to feel like they're a little bit uh, left out on this one. That they, Maybe they could do a little bit better job of saying what's going on. But what are your feelings on that? Well, I think it's important, first of all, to remember that, you know, EPCOR is in the midst of a crisis and they're managing that. Right. So, you know, we need to give them a little bit of space. Uh, the second thing is, is that it's not like utility committee is just hanging out in a room waiting for the phone to ring, right? Yeah. You know, like there's there's a process there. So, uh, you know, but utility committee is where the water utility, the drainage utility, the um, um, uh, I've lost one. The, that, that's the okay. sanitary utility committee. That that's where the, all of those utilities come, and frankly, are regulated. Is that utility committee? It's an extension of city council. So. You know, I, th- I think there's a bit of an understanding that, you know, the city owns EPCOR, uh, and that's kind of it. But they're, but from a ratepayer perspective, from a regulatory perspective, the utility committee holds EPCOR to account in the delivery of, the, of that work. So uh, I know that we will get a full report. I know that we'll get it, you know, in due course. Uh, and I think they might still be in a problem-solving mode. So, you know, I think I'm, I'm willing to give them a little bit of space to make sure that they can get the system up and running before we distract them with other things. So we have this ban in place, but some people say, well, I didn't hear about it for like a couple of days. Yeah. Is, is that something also we got to take a look at? If, if we're going to put bans in place, we got to make sure the word gets out. It's easy when you're clearing snow because the buses have it on there. Like there's a million places to get the message out, but I guess this is kind of a new one for us. I don't remember this well, ever no, happening. No, neither do I. And I, you know, I, another suggestion was using the same sort of, you know, cell phone alert system that we we saw for the electrical grid uh, issues a couple of weeks ago. So, mm-hmm. you know, yes, I do think absolutely we have to have that conversation. I've heard the same thing. Not everybody knew. Not everybody heard. Uh, and so, you know, when it comes to the small businesses, the businesses that rely on that steady source of water, when when the first they hear of it is, you know, in this sort of threatening tone, hey, look, if you don't stop using water, we're going to turn your water off. Well, well, what's going on? Why why am I being asked to do this? Right. So so certainly there's a there's a communication piece there. I know that you get a lot of uh, complaints because that just goes that comes with the territory, I guess, when you're a counselor. But when people are seeing uh See, I'm going to use car wash as an example. For a day and a half there, they just seemed like they were going full speed ahead while we are going through this water ban. Do you get a continual complaint list from people who are saying that this place is open, they shouldn't be? And do you hear from so many, so many businesses about, I can't really afford to shut down like that? Well, not not in grand numbers, but a little bit of both. Yes. Okay. You know uh, why? You know, hey, if there's a water ban, if I can't have my shower, or if, you know, you're telling me not to do my laundry at home. Why is this car wash still running? You know, running. You know, the flip side of that is, you know, that's a business, and that that you know that 
business are made for are for generating revenue. And so, it, you know, the question is, did they hear about the ban properly or and are they choosing to ignore it or are they unaware? So that's why we've got to clean up that communication piece. So, yeah, hearing hearing both of those things, and this is somewhat unprecedented. And so, frankly, my mind brain goes to what are we looking at this summer? We've heard a lot about drought, particularly in southern Alberta. We've heard, you know, potential for having to diminish our water use, not so much from a mechanical failure, but from a, you know, a water source question or a drug question, we better shore up our communication efforts, you know, to a much greater degree than we've seen them in the past week, right? So that people are warned when there's a ban or a restriction and and that they know when that ban or restriction is going to be lifted and they can plan around it. So lots of work to do on the communication piece, no doubt of that. Is it getting harder to do that though? Because everybody gets their information from different sources. It's all over the place. I, I feel sorry for you in a lot of ways in terms of getting the message out. Yeah, it's not easy, you know, and there's a lot of noise out there, right? Particularly now, there's, a, you know, there's a, a lot of people trying to get messages out about a lot of things. So, again, how do we penetrate that? And maybe it is, you know, the alert that goes out on your phone, you know, because that everyone's got a phone. It, it tends to get your attention when, you know, you're in a room full of people and everybody's phone goes off, right? That you know, you stop and look and under those circumstances. So we have to find those channels. Uh, you know, maybe there's more that we can do on media, but there's so many different media streams, right? You know, I mean, we're talking to the people that are listening to your program, uh, but that's by no means everybody in the city kind of a thing. You right. know, how do you how do you interrupt their day and get them to pay attention to this critical thing? I, that, that's got to be our question. You sent a release out today and uh, you kind of broke things down a little bit. And of course, as the chair of the utility committee, it's uh, it's good to see what was uh, the whole point of this was to get to everybody as many people as you could clearly to say that you're on it. Well, I think that there's a bit of a, like, again, I, I think I said this a moment ago, I think there's a bit of a question as to what the relationship is between the city and EPCOR. I think people realize that those utilities, uh, you know, do no, no longer reside within city administration, that they're now run by EPCOR. But I think that there's, you know, this potentially this perception that oversight is lost, and it's not. It's just that it's a bit more pedantic, and frankly, it's a bit more transparent, right? Yeah. So, you know, um, like, EPCOR um, sets its rates on what it charges for water and for drainage and for, uh, you know, water treatment. Uh, and they do that at utility committee, and we we govern that in a, with rate filings and very detailed uh, financial statements and, and all of those kinds of things, capital investment plans, operational plans. We have a utility advisor that's very learned in these things, so you know it's a pretty transparent, open to the public review of how EPCOR collects its money from you to provide you water and what they actually do with it. Uh, I really like the model. I wish we did that with a lot more of our you know quote-unquote city departments so i just wanted people to be aware that you know this is that it's not just within epcor and that there's not uh, there isn't uh, an oversight uh, body there is and that's utility committee and our next meeting is in march 4th and i've already asked and epcor has agreed to come and give us a full reporting of this of this episode uh and of this crisis and, and to make sure that we you know we can talk about that both from a, a future proofing perspective perhaps but also in uh how are we going to improve our communications if we have uh, more of these pressures on our water system going forward hey very quickly i know you got to get to meetings and we yeah. got to move on as well the el smith yes, water treatment plant how old is that place 
Oh, well, I would, I mean, it's, I'm going to say roughly 40 years old. I'm not exactly okay. sure. I just remember doing tours when I was in engineering school in the eighties, I was in that plant. So it's been yeah. there a while. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Hey, listen, thanks for taking the time to join us today. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Anytime. Thanks All right. There you go. Tim Carmel, Edmonton city councilor, chair of the utility committee here in the city of Edmonton, joining us on the show.